Hello and welcome to the first ever Pop Culture Hootenanny. I'm Dan. And I'm Justin. And we're here to talk about a bunch of random nonsense. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I don't know, I had some things to talk about, I don't know. I, th- I had the Avengers, Game of Thrones, of course, and the disappointment that was. Um... <laughs> collectibles in general because as you can see sitting here in my basement i'm a collector of lots mm-hmm. uh you know wherever you wanted to start movies we both have a love of movies random that is crappy true. movies <laughs> that is true <laughs> i believe that's that was part of the basis of our friendship oh, we absolutely we uh like b movies very much <laughs> recommend horrible movies to each other <laughs> um yeah yeah so well well i would have to say the first thing i would want to discuss on this first ever podcast of pop culture hootenanny would be uh we can go with game of thrones for right now game so of thrones game yeah. of thrones you know, a lot of people thought it was disappointing, and I totally understand the expectations. But I didn't feel it was that big of that big of a letdown. I really don't. I don't. Was it what we wanted? No, but most stories don't wrap up the way we want them to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I do. <laughs> and you might be the first person I've heard that <laughs> that wasn't truly just disappointed in that, like. What did I just watch? Well, you know, I was talking to a, one of our buddies at work, and he was mentioning the fact that uh, D&D Brothers, or D.B. Weiss, and I don't know his last name. is I don't know the other guy. But the guys, the showrunners, yeah. uh, they were offered Star Wars, like a Star Wars trilogy by Disney to do. Yeah, so I'm assuming that's somewhat true. Right. And, you know, uh, I think once they got that deal, because, you know, we always move from one good thing to the next lily pad or stepping stone, if you will. Maybe their concentration wasn't all there as far as the, the rushing of the season. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. I mean, it just felt like, hey, here we are. Oh, wait, we need to have this. It was it was like up in the dog you got squirrel. <laughs> I felt like that was the the entire season. It's like, <laughs> well we we could make we could probably make ten more if we want. We could make ten more seasons if we want. Oh yeah. Nah. Well, I mean, um, you know, I think they were kind. It's hard to say, but you know, the expectation was is that they were going to be done. The books were going to be out before they finished the seasons, <laughs> before they finished the show. I mean, you know? I, I thought the books were supposed to be out before the show was. I mean, even one a consideration, one, right? One would think you'd want a complete series before, <laughs> but um, I think uh, they relied too heavily on George R. R. Martin pushing the the books out before they wrapped up, and then they were left with nowhere to go after. Jon Snow's revival. Yeah. That's, I guess, where the last book takes place. I should er, take uh, uh, ends. I should say. I uh, I haven't read the books particularly. 
It's one of those things that'll probably be on audiobook eventually, but no, I, I've never read the books. Uh, I prefer my books with uh, pictures, most mostly. <laughs> the comics. Yes, mostly comics. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I feel like I was in a weird place with that show, anyways, because I enjoyed the show, but I don't feel like I was vested in the show like so many people are. Okay. Where like when a character would die, people would be like, "I can't believe they killed off." X, but <laughs> I never, I don't know, maybe because I was into The Walking Dead before I got into that, and I right. was so used to The Walking Dead where they're like, oh, here's Shane, he's he's main character in season one, season two, hey, Shane's dead. Right. Hey, oh, here's here's Lori, Lori's dead. I mean, <laughs> I you just get used to it, so TV, I, gu- I mean, I guess it prepared me for Game of Thrones. Because I was uh, I was late to Game of Thrones. I didn't. I don't think I started watching until maybe the second season was about halfway through. Right. So I had to catch up and then started to watch. Yeah. But I mean, even even like The Walking Dead, I was at a point where it was I didn't care who died. I was just like, all right, well, it's good TV. And then it's even that's gotten to the point where I'm like, ah, I'm kind of over the show now. The <laughs> books, I love the books. Right. But the I don't know, the show is, I feel yeah. like that, I mean, up until what, a couple of years ago, I watched so much TV, and then it was just like, I just flipped the switch where I was like, I'm over TV, I stopped watching everything. Right. Well, I mean, like, I've uh, TV has always been my number one source of, source of media consumption, but... Uh, yeah, as as far as it goes, it's it's hard once you've know the proper source material to uh, judge the show, which can never meet the expectations. I mean, The Walking Dead, the uh, the books, you know. I mean, I I have not read them, but they're graphic as shit, man. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, they are <laughs> you for know? sure. And I mean, the subject matter that it can tackle in those books is way more mature than a lot of the things that basic tv even amc and all their um i mean tv's changed a lot in the last i'd say 15 years as far as what can even be shown or insinuated yeah. i mean for it's TV, changed for TV. a lot in the last five years as yeah. far as right i mean as long as you're not uh you know like uh basic local channel or you know main abc nbc cbs right you can pretty much say whatever you want I right. watch Happy. They drop fuck on Happy all the time. Right. Well, that's yeah. That would have never flown ten years ago. No. I mean, I remember. <coughs> I think FX was one of the biggest shows that actually did, or biggest networks that actually kind of changed the way TV was presented. Because I can't remember anything before, like The Shield. Yeah. Um, where very serious subject matter and anti anti heroes and and people of ill gotten means who are you still root for typically uh you know like oh god what did he just do did he just shoot his partner i think he just shot his partner why the fuck would he shoot his partner you know what i mean just that kind of stuff absolutely you know well i mean all right we're i mean we're of similar age we're mid 30s where remember when we were kids the show NYPD do NYPD Blue. Yes. It was a big deal when you saw Dennis Franz's ass on that show. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a huge deal. Yes. 
I mean, and now it's does not. That's nothing. Right. You could you could get away with that on the Disney Channel practically. Right. I mean, it's it 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 is. I mean, our uh, I'd say again, like you said, you know, the NYPD Blue bare ass of <laughs> so controversial. I mean, since then we had Janet Jackson show off a nipple at a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't even her fault. The famous w- wardrobe malfunction. Absolutely. You know. You know and and uh, since then we've had old guys. Right. I mean. <laughs> Super Bowl halftime shows. Right. After that went from like, we're going to have Paul McCartney. We're going to have the Rolling Stones, Tom right. Petty. It was. Right. Middle-aged rockers, yes. Right. I think only two years in the last ten has there been anyone close to uh, younger age. Like, I know Bruno Mars did it one year, yeah, something like that. But as far as it goes, I mean, the limits of TV have changed because the limits of the viewing audience have changed, even for movie standards. Like, if you look at a, was it a PG, a PG-13 movie in 1985? It was like you were allowed to get away with son of a bitch. And yeah. there, was, there was actually a certain amount of violent deaths that could be shown in a PG-13 movie before it got an R rating. That number has spiked dramatically because... Well, yeah, I mean, look at Jaws was a PG movie. Right. It, it You see a lot of... Bl- I mean, you see a man get bit in half. <laughs> you see... <Right. laughs> a nude woman get dragged across the thing and granted... It was against moonlight, and it was a dark scene, so the amount of actual visualization wasn't there. You see an ass. Right. But the horror that your mind creates, you know, that, that, uh, that, that was part of it. But that movie was only PG. Right. Where now, yeah, now it's like, we've got PG-13. We can say fuck one time. Right. What are we going to waste it on? We can't just waste this. Right. I mean, did you, uh, I know you... I don't know if you've seen the uh, one spot of Deadpool yet. No. Yeah, they get they they get their one fuck in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like everything else is edited down, but they get their they get their one fuck in, and they even bring it to a point where they're like, "Here it comes." If <laughs> 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 we didn't waste it until right now. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. I mean, but I mean, that's everything now. It's like, right. you, it's either. One extreme to the other. You can you can have everything ever, or you can have nothing. I right. don't. It's I don't know. There's no happy medium. Right. Well, you know the the idea of it is is that we push the extreme until it becomes the norm, and then we push the extreme again. I mean, yeah. that without getting into any kind of social issues or political issues, look at everything that's going on these days. Yeah. You know. I mean. Regardless whether you agree with it or not, whether you like it or not, it's always to push the next, to push the envelope just a little bit further. And I think with movies and TV, they learned a lesson, especially like basic cable, like, you know, ABC, NBC, all that. They pushed the envelope as far as storytelling because they saw what all these premium cable channels and, um, you know, and extra cable channels like FX and all that kind of stuff pushed where you could interweave a good story in with a little bit of gratuity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, American Horror Story for one of those examples. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's it's messed up. It's psychologically but, yeah. messed up. I mean, I only got to 
I'd never watched the hotel season. That was so I watched I, everything up to that. So what was like up until the Freak Show one? I guess no, not yeah, Freak, freak show. show was good. I liked Freak Show a lot. Yeah. Dandy was. Uh, yeah, Dandy yeah, was yeah. Dandy was so psycho, man. Yeah. He was the worst one of them all, and he was the clean-cut millionaire. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, it doesn't take uh, it doesn't take a fucked-up mouth and a clown makeup to make you a psycho. That's the thing that that show can show you. But Absolutely. like, I gotta say it though, uh, the hotel was actually pretty good too. I know you didn't. You just said you didn't watch it, but. It's actually pretty good, and it kind of revealed to me like Lady Gaga was in it, and obviously she played a um, exotic vamp- head vampirist woman. But uh, there was only a couple scenes in the whole season where she was doing anything of explicit nature, other than drinking some blood and killing some people. Uh, and granted, right now we were talking about it like that, you know, he's just yeah, killing people. Uh, you know, <laughs> Just, just some random, just massacring just a room of people, death. or just, just right, just killing them death. <laughs> but you know, you, you get to a show like Game of Thrones. You know, I got a I got a buddy who <coughs> actually said the other day he stopped watching it because, especially in the early seasons where they had no problem with gratuitous sex and uh, uh, nudity and uh, we'll say rape scenes and all that kind of stuff. I mean, this this will. You know, it, it it used to be come here, little lassie. Yeah, we'll we'll set you off right. You know, and then it's you know, and now they gotta you know have one guy like uh, what was it, uh, Craster, the guy with the nineteen wives that live north of the wall. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like when the night the the knights half of the knights watch mutiny mutinied against the Lord Commander Mormont. And, you know, it shows in the background the one guy who I think he was uh, uh, the sidekick to the backer and what was that, the the Dark Knight Rises, the guy that funds Bane and then gets yeah. killed, the guy that played Nolan Sorrento and yeah, uh, yeah. Ready Player One, his sidekick, his buddy, the one that they walked out onto the ice, uh, he was the ba- he was one of the Night's Watch guys and he's sitting there in a chair drinking from Mormont's skull while girls are getting raped in the background. There's no big fucking issue. Absolutely. You well, know? Yeah, hey, it happens. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. in, 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 in if you're telling a story like that in a, in a medieval fantasy section where men are less than noble most of the time, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and plus, going back that far, you're going off of the books still, so that's right. coming from the books. Right. The <laughs> first three, four seasons were pretty much... much well, yeah, well verb- from the books, right, verbatim. So, so yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, so I guess really in that point, you're like George R. R. Martin's got a fucked up mind, right? Because, right. I mean, that's most of us aren't thinking. Most of us aren't thinking that way. No. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I've, as a amateur, wrote my movie script and a half of a movie script as well, and I have nothing like that. Mine are, you know, stupid cryptozy stuff. So right. Well, I mean, you know, that's 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 the issue. And you know, if I mean, I remember when Game of Thrones was first written. I was working at the food diner on Navarre Avenue, and I was on break one day, 
And I saw the first book sitting there on the shelf, and I bought it. And I probably read about half of it because the subject matter was even more mature than a, what a 16-year-old mind should be <laughs> reading anyways. But, uh, you know, it, it – it, it, even far that far back, you know, you got you got you know books like Stephen King, you know what I mean? Or not like Stephen King, but like his work. You yeah, know, there's a lot of uh, I- in literature. There's a lot more uh, deviant-minded behavior to set the tone for a noble hero or a. I suppose uh, it's uh, you know one of those things again. You you know someone's gonna think of it, so we're just gonna enjoy it when we watch it or right. take it in, however. Right. So, yeah. but I, I think I think the biggest thing is is that for Game of Thrones, everything that we were led up to 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 believe up until even the beginning of this season just got so subverted. You know, all of our expectations were so subverted. Now I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. But when you subvert expectations and then you resubvert them, <laughs> it's kind of a, I, 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 I don't know. I think everybody wanted to see, you know, Jon Snow sitting on the Iron Throne. Yeah. I think everybody wanted to see that, or at least expected that he would have a major part in who would be sitting on it. And granted, he did to a certain extent. I guess it was. I don't know. It was like, well. I mean, yes and no, because there was no Iron Throne anymore. Right. Because the dragon was like, oh, I'm mad. I'm going to burn this metal throne. Right. And you know, there was that thing. <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> we had a lot of people on the Internet saying that, you know, it was symbolic. It was the idea that the Iron Throne is what killed Danny, not Jon Snow, not Aegon Targaryen, you know, that kind of shit. And the dragon knew that it was the the, n- the desire for power that's what killed Danny. I don't know. I mean, I'll just say it was angry, <laughs> and it couldn't attack Jon Snow because he was a Targaryen himself. I guess <laughs> you it know it what I mean. It's uh, emo dragon, right? Uh, you, I can't burn you, so I'm gonna burn that thing. <laughs> right. I'm burning the pokey thing. Right. <laughs> Do you know, uh, uh, Glamdring? The sword of Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies was okay. actually cast into the Iron Throne as a part of it, just to be part of it. Like I, but it's just one of those things. I did not, but yeah. never watched those movies. Oh either. Jesus! I'm not one for walking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin Smith. <laughs> True. He summed those movies up for me. Oh. He did. Walking, walking, walking. Walking, walking, walking. Drop a ring. Let's go back. Walk, walk, walk some more. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? I love it when he describes it. They describe book two. He's like, Oh. (laughs) 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 Just step around. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think were the uh, big winners as far as your uh, opinions are concerned this year as the comic book movies go? Well, uh, they're all winners to me. But <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't think anything's touching Avengers for the rest of the year. Oh no, I doubt. Um, it. 
Hellboy went under the radar. I don't know if anyone saw it. It did not do well. I think it was in and out of theaters in about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I never got to go see Shazam just because... uh, That was a great movie. A lack of effort. I'll buy it when it comes out. I'll own it. (coughs) I'm sure it'll be out in like two weeks. I don't know. Whenever. Because, we'll see. We'll probably about... In the next month, it'll probably be out by July. Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean DC doesn't have to wait as long. Warner Brothers isn't going to wait as long to drop out of. I mean, I mean, Captain Marvel's out on digital already, so you can. And that seems weird to me. I mean, yeah, that's uh, what. Three months. Is it even it's three months? It's been three know. months because remember, it was six weeks between Captain Marvel and Avengers. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know. So yeah, still, yeah, so. Three months and it's it's gonna be out on video. Yeah, I think the actual video comes out in two weeks or something. June right. or something. But yeah, digital is out. I'll see Shazam then. Oh like yeah. I did see Captain Marvel. Yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, I like the again Kevin Smith reference in Captain Marvel. Yeah, I was so pissed when I when he told me that and I t- totally missed it. I couldn't believe I didn't. Like, I can't believe I didn't. I missed that. Yeah, uh, I don't know what else is coming out. Spider Man looks pretty good. Yes, it does. Um, I did watch the trailer for Terminator. Dark Fate, right? Yeah, Dark yeah. Fate. That looks pretty good. I don't know. I'm not sure if there's going to be a John Connor in it. Right. There's no sign of him yet. Right. But I'll watch it because it's the Terminator. Right. And apparently it takes place immediately following T2. So every other six Terminator movies that have come and went are pointless. I have one reservation on that. How do we go from a 35 to 40-year-old Linda Hamilton to a graying commando? I mean, she was a commando chick. Basically the beginnings of a commando chick in T2 but how do we go from that to that in the s- in the span of like what six months? I mean, I mean, I, I guess isn't it isn't Dark Fate the idea that Judgment Day just happened? Yeah, like it's supposed to be like immediately <coughs> following. It's like a direct sequel. Okay. That so I mean, that's my understanding from what I've read. And right. So and I, I mean, they could they could go so far as to say that the events of T two merely delayed Skynet by an extra ten or fifteen years. And move on from there, you know. I mean, you could give Linda Hamilton the benefit of the doubt and say, say she's pull, pushing sixty, tell <laughs> say she's pushing fifty, but you know, it's it's just kind of one of those things where I don't, I, I don't have any expectation for Terminator movies. I don't think that it'll do bad. I think it'll probably do way better than the last few. I'm sure it will. Yeah, and it sucks too because I think. Uh, uh, was it Sam Worthington? Was uh, the dude from Avatar? He was in the Salvation, right, with Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really wanted to root for that guy, <laughs> but he just um, got xed. I mean, unless he's doing like the next five Avatar movies, which I assume he's going to be. Yeah, probably. Right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, it's not like they were bad movies. The other Terminators. I mean, Genesis was not great right. at all. But. Salvation wasn't horrible. It could have been a lot better. Right. 
But it could have been worse. I mean, it right. was better than Terminator 3. Right. Oh, well, I think everybody agrees that every other Terminator, regardless, is better than Terminator 3. It's it's like the Rocky movies. Like They're all good except for Rocky 5. <laughs> no one wants to watch Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. Poor Tommy Gunn. Nobody wants to see him. What's that? A bare knuckle boxing champ uh, fight in a back alley? What was that? Is it behind a bar or some shit? No, it was in the middle of the street. With Rocky and a yeah. in a Don King like promoter at the time. Yeah. Money in boxing is getting too ridiculous. This is the statement of the movie. Tommy Gunn, say it ain't so. <laughs> uh, I mean, the best line in that movie is is when the guy's like, "Touch me and I'll sue," and then Rocky just punches him and is like. Sue me for what? <laughs> right. Because apparently he broke. broke. So <laughs> right. Well, Polly spent all of his fucking money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but somewhere between between that and Rocky Balboa, he found enough money to open a restaurant. Right. Well, you know, your name alone can get you a restaurant. You can get a. I suppose. I, I mean, suppose. And uh, I assume, uh, given the nature of Rockies, he's a. You know, they they always portray him as the honest. I think it's the biggest thing. Is that they do? I mean, from the previews, the action scenes look pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when they show Linda Hamilton get out of that car and instantly take care of, at least it looks like take care of one of them completely, and then uh, deal with the other one. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I don't think it did. I'm willing to um, bet that. Yeah, that I'm term- sure. I'm willing to bet that uh, endoskeleton Terminator is probably like titanium something even more so than the yeah. terminator you know yeah, absolutely it's made it's out of vibranium liquid, <laughs> it's liquid metal like you know plus right well i mean that i guess the only way you can up the ante is by having a singular unit have two you know like recon systems it's you know uh, this one goes out and does this this one nanotechnology right i don't know yeah. i We'll see what happens. Uh, that's what November, I think it comes out. Yeah, we got a few months. We have uh, Godzilla comes out this weekend. Yep. I think. Yep. So that'd be a good monster fight of epic monster fights. I'll watch it on video. Right. I'm not in a hurry. I mean, I enjoy the monster movies, but I'm not gonna spend my money to go see it. I'm not gonna lie. I'll wait for the video and I'll rent it. See, for me, that's that's the opposite. Movies like that are the, the reasons why I go to theaters. Like serious movies, I stay at home and watch because I don't need I don't need the ambiance of surround sound to watch a dialogue piece. I don't, you know what I mean. But like, if I'm if I'm gonna go see, if I'm gonna see Godzilla King of the Monsters, I want to see it in a theater. I want to see it as big as bigger than life. I mean, I understand the opinions of others in that regard, but I'm also a theater file as it is. I'd rather see everything in a theater. I don't have a... Yeah, I, I got two kids. I can't. Right. That makes... That's, that it's makes, a lot harder yeah, to just right. go to the theater No anytime. kids, two kids. My, my <laughs> movie my movie cost me 14 bucks. <laughs> Believe me, when <laughs> before, before my wife and I had kids, we went to the movies a lot. We went all the time. Right. I mean, we... We bought tickets to go see. This was way back when we had the the dollar theater or two dollar theater, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it was two dollars at the end. Yep. But we we paid money to go see American Gangster and sat out in the hallway waiting for the next screening to start. 
for like 20 minutes before we realized that we actually bought tickets to the movie that was showing then <laughs> and we s- missed like we were already like 10 15 minutes late so we sat there we missed like the first half hour we were like uh let's just go right we'll come back another time and see it because we only have two minutes or so to you know right two dollars yeah. rather or as I think the last movie I saw in that theater was uh, Zathura. And that's funny because I was with a bunch of work uh, work buddies at the time, and we had kind of skipped out on work early. It was one of those jobs where you could do work. And uh, we were trying to kill some time. And I went and saw that. That was the one on at Holland and Sylvania Winery. Yeah, Spring yeah, Meadows. Yeah. Spring Meadows, yeah. Uh, before that closed down. Yeah, I could not tell you uh, the last movie. I I could because I have all my ticket stubs, but uh, yeah, I could I could not tell you off the top of my head the last movie I saw there. But I've seen. I used to go there like all the time. I would go for every movie. Like if I wanted to go watch a movie, I would wait for it to go there to see it like three times because it was two bucks. Right. Just to absorb it completely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I went there. I saw Cloverdale there. Cloverfield? Cloverfield, yeah. Cloverdale, yeah. Cloverfield <laughs> there. <laughs> and uh, it was I was the night before I had a hernia surgery oh. scheduled, so I couldn't take anything. And it, the movie actually made me nauseous, like gave me a migraine from all the motion, the jerky camera. Right. So that was a horrible. That was... I think we left with like ten minutes left of that movie because I was gonna be sick. Uh, oh, I saw House of a Thousand Corpses there. It was the only time I've ever been ID'd to go see a movie. Well, I suppose that would be the right one to be ID'd for. And they for. actually had like sheriffs standing at the door checking IDs after you bought your tickets, like at the theater entrance, as well. Are they worried it was going to be some kind of I like no terrorist idea. attack type Yeah, I'm situation. not sure what the deal was, but back it was... When, back when that movie came out, that kind of shit was unheard of. Yeah. Wow. That was uh, the only movie I've ever left, intentionally left, was The Hateful Eight. I had to. I didn't have a choice. I'd eaten some pizza and it was bad or something. I, I can't... I can't Actually, I can't blame the pizza, but it was movie theater pizza. But... It instigated a horrible series of vomitous actions. I probably threw up about three times while I was watching that movie. I mean, like I would leave, go throw up, try and because I wanted to see the movie so bad to give Tarantino his due. I was trying to fucking get back to the seat, and about 15 minutes later, I look over at my buddy. I'm like, I gotta go. He's like, What? I gotta go again. I gotta go throw up. I go throw up, and then I just walked out of the theater. I left him there. No explanation whatsoever. He probably thought I was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Never been that bad at a movie. Yeah, it was real bad. Um, I don't know. I my expectations for the movies the rest of this year, though. I mean, I don't think anything's topping the Avengers. No. So, box office wise or uh, just expectation wise. Yeah. I mean, like. You know that's it's the it's the definitive article. I mean, if there is anything that could, po- I, I I don't think anything is going to top it. But if you're going to have a second place this year, 
I'm going to have to say it's going to be the rise of Skywalker, the new Star Wars movie. Only, uh, uh, only because there's enough people, and this I don't care how, what kind of a fan people are, whether they like Star Wars, whether they don't, or I should say the new ones, right? Because anybody that is a Star Wars fan, as you can clearly see by some of my shirts that I wear, I am a Star Wars fan. However, the new ones are almost too simple for the mind that I grew into. Does that make sense? Like, the storylines are not... They're... they're okay. It's more fan service than story service? It almost feels like that. Like, um, you know, wh- when I first watched A New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi, I had never seen anything like that before. Keep in mind, I was also like six and seven years old, so where magic powers using the Force and glowing swords and action and starships and all that kind of stuff blowing up was amazing. And to learn that Darth Vader, spoiler alert, was Luke Skywalker's father, (laughs) spoiler alert for everyone who is... (laughs) Like, Kaiser's so safe. Sorry, that movie was 35 years ago. Right. Verbal Kent is Kaiser Sose, just to let you know that, too. Anyways. Um, I don't think we can talk about him anymore. Uh, oh, that's right. We can't talk about Kevin Spacey, right? It's it's taboo to talk about Kevin Spacey. Whoopsie. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, like, the since Disney took the reins of Star Wars, it's out of George Lucas's hands with the exception of, like, hey, man, these are some ideas we're going to throw in. Yeah, 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 sure. You pay me a dump truck of money. <laughs> Fine. But it almost seems like you said fan service as opposed to original story. Now, granted, La- Last Jedi was, the more I watch it, this I still have the same issue. I still take issue with the same fucking things that happened in that movie as I would if I was watching it again. My, my, my previous, I've, I've probably watched that movie four or five times since then, and it hasn't gotten any better to me. I mean, I understood the point of it. It was, again, the the Rain Johnson or whoever directed it, his whole goal was, again, that whole subversion of expectations. You know, when people heard about the sequel and heard that Luke was finally going to be in the, the new Star Wars movie again, we were expecting things that either canon, canon followers from, like, books or the movies would expect, like, in the original movies, you got to see him use the lightsaber a little bit, grab it and throw it out of the air, you know, do some this, cut some things down, open up an AT-AT and throw a grenade inside and all that shit. But in the books, as he progresses as a Jedi Master and he's still fighting down remnants of the Empire, the old Empire, there's scenes where, like, he uses his lightsaber, jettison the, uses the Force while he's on a planet and propels it into a, a Star Destroyer, one of the big battleships. And just tears the thing apart with his lightsaber using nothing but the force. Like, he just guts it from the inside. A whole starship. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it crashes to the ground. I guess. Why right. Not? I mean, granted, you know. But I, I think it's almost like the movies are trying too hard. And Ryan Johnson, when he killed off Luke, or, or, or force-ghosted him out of existence, it was a... Yeah, I understand. It's all the same to me. I... I <laughs> <laughs> You're talking in terms I, I know nothing I'm about. I'm, I'm speaking Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was called pop culture, Hootenanny. Maybe. You might have to watch those movies just 
podcast. I think Just I can watch everything else and be fine. That's fair enough. You can go your whole life without hearing Darth Vader's raspy voice again. I've made it this far, 30, 36 years without watching Star Wars oh. or Lord of the Rings. I apologize to any potential listeners. Don't don't listen to this man. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen to him, but don't listen to him. <laughs> Viewers, I said, God damn. Yeah. You, can, you can tell this it's is all the first the podcast. Um, but I think the the biggest thing for it is is that compared to Avengers, that's what I was getting at. This is the finality for a, Lu- a Mark Hamill Star Wars. And they already announced he's going to be in it. They already. I don't know how. I mean, unless he's a Force ghost, or unless Why they, not? or or unless they. From my understanding, they like Force Ghosts in those movies. Oh, yeah, they so do. They do. But I don't know how he's going to have a massive impact unless he's just going to sit there and train the heroine girl who's the main character. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But I think as far as actual people goes, I think people are going to flock to that regardless of how they felt about the last movie. And I think that's why Disney will rake in the money with that one regardless. The expectation that was crushed with The Last Jedi will not won't happen again yes i don't think it'll happen again i think they learned their lesson especially with jj abrams taking the helm well i'm sure i'm sure that helps but yeah i mean it doesn't mean anything to me right i get it but it's just not my bag right it's not your bag baby now let's talk about something that is your bag what's uh you've, you've read a couple well, I mean, we talked a little bit about the Avengers. What were your, what's your take on that? Um, I liked everything. I even liked the dull, almost the very slow build to the end. I had no problem with how that movie ended. I was approached by people who would tell me, oh, fuck that movie. It was boring or blah, blah, blah. It wasn't enough. It didn't. No, I, mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't get that at all. The last 25, the last 30 minutes of the movie were was everything every comic book fan in the Marvel u- of the Marvel Universe has wanted for almost their entire lives. I mean, yeah, I mean, they. it's the most complete story we've gotten out of a single movie. Just, I mean, you have closure multiple times. I mean, you get to see Thanos die twice, so that's always a plus. Right. If you're a fan of killing Thanos. <laughs> I mean, he's... By far one of the best villains we've had movie wise. Oh, most certainly. He's he, he's it's it's rare these days because most action movies rely on a villain, in my opinion, that doesn't have a lot of sway with the audience. There's only a few villains that I can even name that I would even begin to try and name that actually had like man, I don't like him. But maybe he's right, or maybe he's not right per se. But like, yeah, like, well, I mean, yeah, because you you look at Infinity Wars, and you're you understand where Thanos is coming from. You almost want to sympathize with him. That movie's right. not about the Avengers. That movie's about Thanos. Thanos. Oh yeah. And then this movie, you're like, so okay, so we're gonna take that. We're going to dwell on, this is what happens, you know, like, we found out where he is. Right. So we're going to go get the stone so we can fix this. Right. Well, 
we were a day late. Right, day late and a dollar short. So they kill him anyways. Spoilers. I can't right. imagine there's many people that haven't seen right. that movie. If at this you're point. listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you've seen that movie. Like a 99% probably. I'm pretty sure the box office says 99% <laughs> of the planet has seen that movie. <laughs> right, or at least knows. And, you know, that's the thing, too, is like, like if you look at Thor, for example, right? The entire franchise, he has been the noble warrior, kind of a loose cannon, slightly reckless. Everything goes as planned for. He even quotes that, or he, he, he to paraphrase, he even mentions that in the first movie, or in the infini- first Infinity Wars. He, fate has willed it to where he is this way. He's like lived a thousand years and he's killed ten times that many people or some shit, you know? Yeah. But like everything has gone his way. Everything has ended up being a happy ending. Thanos was the first thing that took that away from him. And what did it do? What did it do? It mentally destroyed him to where he turned into an alcoholic badass. <laughs> I mean, like, his ego got shattered so bad by the fact that he could not rectify missing the ori- the initial throw of Stormbreaker into Thanos' chest as opposed to, you should have went for the head. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I like like there's not. I don't think I disliked anything about that movie. I don't understand it, how anyone says that movie felt like it was dragging on. I don't for being three hours long. I don't feel like it was dragging at any point. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, the stuff. Like, I would have went more in on the on the Ronan Hawkeye stuff. Right. I feel like. Of everyone that survives that, which, I mean, is pretty much everyone. Right. You have Black Widow doesn't and Tony Stark. But, like, if if he sacrifices himself for the Soul Stone, I I get that more. Because now that Black Widow sacrifices herself, he has to live with all the people that he just murdered. Right. So he was he went on a rampage because his family was gone, and then he just straight murdered. Right. So many people just because he didn't know what else to do. Right. So I understand why he wants to die, and it makes more sense that it Black Widow has to die than him. Right. Because at that point, they their body counts are probably pretty close to the same. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, Hawkeye just did it in a much shorter period of time. <laughs> yeah, he just he lost went on his mind. His right. Family all. Right. All disappeared. Which was a great opening sequence, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminded you of just how devastating that impact was. Because, you know, when at the end of the, the, the Infinity Wars, we saw everyone fall apart. We saw, every, you know, we saw Captain America say, oh, my God, or whatever he said, you know. And then, you saw, you know, in the, the credits, you saw Nick Fury fade away, reminding you that there's more than just the Avengers fading out of existence. There's half of humanity. And the issue with that is, is, you know, a Hawkeye, he was retired. He had nothing to do with any of that. He w- didn't even know that shit was going on. It just happened. He was left in the dark until he talked to somebody. I and don't know. It, and it just, like, so, you know, like that. Y- and it, honestly, I feel like from what I've heard and everything, it could have went either way. There were discussions about it going either way. It makes more sense the way it went. Right. Because he has more to gain by living. His family comes back. Right. If, if they succeed, he gets his family back. That's the, 
That's the whole point. Natasha had nothing. You know what I mean? That was, I think, that was the overall thing. She, I, if this, if the guilty, if they were both guilty of the, the sin of murder for murder, and granted, I think he was doing it out of a revenge that he would never acquire. She was doing it because she was governed by Shield or specific Russian, you know, government agents. But, like you said, I think it fits out better that way. Um, yeah, I mean. The gauntlet stuff, uh, the whole Hulk. I was, I was I just was about to bring that up for this. I was just about to bring that up. And I mean, it. You, s- we've seen, we saw what the snap did to Thanos. It right. weakened Thanos. Hulk is gamma radiation, and it still, at the end, he has no use in his right arm. Right. So of course, you know, when Tony Stark snaps, it has to, it has to kill him. Right. I think that's I think the one the good thing about that was it was testimony to okay it was it, it the snap for Tony was the testament to how far the Iron Man suit had come. I mean if you look at the origin, right? Because the whole finality of that movie deals with Tony Stark. The last 20 minutes of the movie end up dealing with Tony Stark and remembering Tony and what we're going to do from now on, you know, without Tony, without Iron Man. I mean, I think even Spider-Man Homecoming, or uh, Far From Home, deals with that, even though we have our disagreements. Well, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've seen the trailer. Okay, all right, now to, you have. All right. I have to right. agree with I, it. I, I, didn't, I don't I, like I it. I didn't want to spoil anything for you, but, I yeah. don't like it. Right. But, uh, you know, the first movie, you know, they, they, they paid homage to the idea that he was the beginning of it all. Regardless of whether he was in the comics or not. He was the beginning of the Marvel universe. Yes, the but MCU is. But it starts with Iron it's Man. It's a hell of a lot farther away from, you know, almost like the what was that? The Bleeding Edge, Bleeding Edge Iron Man suit, the one that was in his skin. Yeah, I mean they they kind of took from that, but I mean it, starting with making a, a suit of armor out of scraps from, you know, cannibalized yeah. missiles and weapons technology in a cave in the middle of nowhere. Absolutely, you know what I mean to something that can. Not only withstand the snap, but keep him alive at least for, for three minutes before he finally expires. That's a that's a that's a uh, massive achievement on that part. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think the uh, what do you think of Professor Hulk though? The the, the I mean, I'm sure he was made for that, right? But um, I mean, I like it. <coughs> I like it. I feel like it was. I mean, we've talked about this. I I feel like it was more, more of the totally awesome Hulk. But I guess you know if you go back in the eighties, there was Professor Hulk in the comics. Right. I felt like he had more of the totally awesome Hulk vibe. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure it was a little bit of both. It's Marvel, so they can do whatever they want. Right. I mean, they can. These characters. The all so long properties. as the so long as the name exists, they can make the characters malleable enough to fit whatever scenario they needed. I mean, it's uh, I I I I I, uh, I liked him. I liked the or we'll just say Hulk is just to straight it down. I liked Hulk in that movie. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people thought it was because it was he wasn't angry, and that's fine, I guess. But we already had. Yeah, two but movies, when it, three it, movies where Angry Hulk, you got to see Hulk evolve. 
You know what I mean? Like from, like and they, they in in the last one they showed you. I mean, when w- when did you see Hulk talk for the first time? Hulk him actually talk talk other than puny God in Avengers: The First Avengers, right? And in the Incredible Hulk, he says Hulk smash. Right. Okay. So. Hulk smash. We know we know in Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton that he at least can hold on to some feelings for those he loves or those he has compassion for. But he didn't burb- he didn't burbage anything. And granted, yep. we found out through the last movie that not only was he just keeping quiet about some things, you know, when he was climbing up and down those fucking stairs. <laughs> Hulk hates stairs, right? You know what I mean? A lot of people didn't like that. I was fine with it because it showed him starting to evolve into the talking Hulk that we saw in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I enjoyed it anyways. I I like going back. I liked like you're just seeing more to a movie that's already happened where you're like they made they just made it fit. So you're like, yes, I could. This could have so much. It could have just went right into that movie to begin with. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I liked, I liked most of the time stuff. I like how they, you know, just made fun of Back to the Future, right? Even though I love Back to the Future, right? But they, but they referenced it as though it was a. Uh, it's it doesn't make sense. Doesn't time doesn't work that like way. Back to the, the Future. future. <laughs> you don't you don't get to rectify everything by removing one thing. Your your presence in that particular thing is already there. I just it. It's so funny to me. I was, uh, you know, it's another thing too, is because if you watch the original Avengers now, if you're fl- if you're fluent in the last movie, now you in your head, the back of your head, you'd be like, "Holy shit, all this is going on while I'm watching this." You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, and really, if you go back, you could you go back, you go to Thor, you're like, so you're watching Thor: The Dark World, you're like, huh. Somewhere, Fat Thor and Rocket are are here, are here on Asgard. (laughs) They're trying to they're trying to find Jane Foster. Right. Oh God, that's funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, no, I I think uh, it it's probably gonna be you know it's it's gonna sit there for a while as the top movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was four four weeks, three weeks before it got beat. At the box office, and even four weeks, you know, that fourth week that it wasn't the number one movie for a movie that was in the box office for four weeks, it was already, it was over $30 million still. At four weeks? After yeah, four it was weeks. still drawing in $30 million. $30 million after <laughs> four weeks. What most movies can only hope to do on opening weekend. Like that, yeah, that's like, right. uh, that's like, you know, that's a opening weekend for some movies. Right. It, it's weird, too, because, you know, I don't think, you know, you can't spend, what was it, how long has it been? 11 years or 12 years that they spent since since Iron Man? Or since, yeah, since Iron Man. 11. I 11. Think 2008. You can't do 11 years of building up to an expectation where you finally get to see the bad guy who's been hinted at, discussed. The whole plot has woven together to the point to where... Almost everything is seamless. I mean, there's some, obviously, some idiosyncrasies that you have to overlook. But, I mean, it's, like, minor at best, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, but, you know, I, especially 
I, I think the big thing that I enjoyed the most about about uh, Endgame was you got to see Thanos do what Thanos does. What? What? Uh, where is it? Uh, this one? Yeah. When you don't That was slightly inappropriate. Oh, was it? He was. Uh, he's he's all about the Jungle Book right now. Okay. So he was looking up Ka the Snake, and it had it was Ka the Snake with uh, Jane from Tarzan wrapped <laughs> in a, wrapped in his coils, topless. <laughs> And he has restrictions on what's supposed to come up on wow. that iPad, so I'm not sure how that came You're up. You're going to have to refit that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, cartoon boobies. Right. So, like I was saying, though, uh, you got to see what Thanos could do before he had the stones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. We, when we were first introduced to him as, as the, the Thanos that we know... Right, he had already had the power stone. He that was the first thing that he did. He took it from Xandar, right? That was the deal. Yeah. So he already had one in his possession. He was already overpowering everyone with ease. I mean, the fact that he didn't even have to use it against Hulk was the first indicator, because he didn't he didn't clench his fist. He didn't he didn't make no, anything. No, did nothing. He just fought Hulk with discipline as opposed to rage. But I, like I know there's, uh, I don't know what what timeline or anything it is in the comic, but I know there is a storyline in the comics where Thanos has the Hulk right sitting at his throne, chained like a, up like, like a, dog. a dog. Yeah. So that's um, what is that? That's uh, Ultimate King Thanos or something like that. It's like he's an old man. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yep. He's uh. Like I said, off the top of my head, I can't think of what it is. I, I, I think in that universe, in that uh, in that run, he's got Ghost Rider as his uh, as his herald too. Cosmic Ghost Rider as his herald. I, I think so. Point. Yeah, like he's just dominated the universe. <laughs> he's got nothing left to do, and he's pissed off that he's got nothing left to do. Yeah, but mm, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But you know, when the next few years we got a few more movies. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do as far as villains because all the best villains seem to come from Tony Stark's mind. Right. Because right. Tony Stark creates most of his villains himself. Right. So. Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird situation. I just watched this uh, YouTube video that discussed that Kevin Feige doesn't even want to consider the phases phases anymore. He doesn't want to consider the next phase, phase four. He just hmm. wants to make, like, I guess the title of the next Black Panther movie is Secret Empire. Black Widow is Leviathan, which I'm assuming it's going to, just given the name and given what the context of Leviathan is, I'm going to assume it has something to do with Namor. I would just, I would just guess. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But, um, I know there has been a lot of talk about Namor lately, so. Right. And I think the biggest issue there is with all the different movies, like, they got a, uh, Thor is called the Mighty Thor. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three, which I don't know whether that's going to have the same title or a sub name or not. Just Volume three. Right. I'd imagine that'd probably be the best way to go. But 
you know, with all these different movies coming out, from what I understand is they want one narrative, but they want like three or three intertwining stories that are the main crux of the next phase before they introduce like a major villain for a while. I guess that's the thing. Like we're huh. not gonna, I don't think we're going to see Galactus anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, well, plus now you have the X-Men. So now Kevin Feige gets to play with the X-Men. In that video they said that Kevin Feige already said that we're not going to see X-Men for like another 5 years. I'm just saying it doesn't it doesn't matter when. We just know it's coming. We know X-Men's coming years. There's nothing that's oh going to yeah. happen. I mean, it's probably going to take five years to find another Logan because, I mean, 17 years Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. So, right. you know, it's going to take another five years before anyone's like, remember them Wolverine movies? I mean, <laughs> you know, when that guy was Wolverine for so long. Right. He's Wolverine for a long time. That's, yeah. I mean,. I think uh, if they were going to go the route with the X-Men, they'd have to carefully meld that in. I mean, there would have to be more timeline discussions. There'd have to be more... more. Well, uh, plus you have Dark Phoenix coming out, right. which I could take or leave. I'm not sold on that movie. It doesn't look horrible, but it doesn't look great. Right. Um, New Mutants has been done for over a year, which who knows if or when we're going to ever see that. Right. Is that the one with um, Maisie Williams is going to be in that or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It looks like uh, like the trailer came out like two years ago or something. It's And it looks like a haunted house movie kind of more right. so than – Yeah, it, but, you know, it's done. It was supposed to be released – I want to say last April, and then it got pushed back, and then, you know, so it's done. It Whether or not it gets released, we'll see. Right. Well, um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. I As far as this, the comic book movies, I mean, I think that's pretty much where I sit. Uh I'm not going to say there's nothing else coming out. I mean, I did hear Universal is going to do a Invisible Man movie. Is that part of their their uh, monster universe? No, the dark universe isn't a thing anymore. But I, yeah. <laughs> the well, mummy. Yeah, the mummy and Dracula implied. Well, right. I see. I enjoyed Dracula Untold. I know a lot of people didn't. That was supposed to be the kickoff. I mean, I think that was the second attempt at a kickoff. I think the Wolfman was supposed to be a kickoff. That right. didn't, which I enjoyed that movie, that too. That was with Benicio, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole scene where he just tears an entire ring of people apart, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. Uh, you know, that was supposed to be the kickoff to, like, the Universal Monsters again. Right. But none of them seemed to do very well. And... Dracula Untold, but that came out up against, I'm, I can't think what it was. 
trying to think what came out that it was something ridiculous, probably a Fast and the Furious or something that came <laughs> out. You know, something that it was never going to make more money than. Right. But I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was a good movie. Um, the Mummy, not so much. I mean, it had a lot of different plot holes in that movie. I don't. It just wasn't very good to begin with. Yeah, I didn't. I did not see the Mummy. Uh, Tom Cruise is a almost a dangerous name to throw around my household. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my wife does not care for him to the point of I watched personal that on hatred. HBO. Okay, personal hatred. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, like I enjoy the Universal Mon- Monsters, and I guess it's going to be a Bloomhouse movie too. So Bloomhouse Productions. So you know maybe it'll be darker. I don't know what you do with an Invisible Man movie. I have watched the one from, what is it? It's like 1937 or something. I don't know. Right. 19, old black and white. I've watched that movie. And for the time, that movie still holds up. But the movies, you know, it's, you could do, we've seen three thousand times the production value of that movie right in a bad b movie on the sci-fi channel right so to do a major big budget movie of the invisible man i think we saw it with the hollow man right i was actually about to bring that up the kevin bacon movie where he kind of goes uh yeah yeah absolutely i uh it's it's funny because like we were talking about pushing the envelope I mean, there's a point where our senses have been, I mean, the spectacular nature of the comic book movies, you know, the uh, or Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or any of these other movies that are big franchises, Harry Potter franchise, right? If you give us The Invisible Man, back when that movie first came out, that was groundbreaking thought process. I mean, think about it, all right? If, if you were to all of a sudden turn on your TV and see images of War of the Worlds, your first question would be, this can't be real, can it? And the first thing you would do is you'd look that shit up. Whereas the War of the Worlds radio ca- uh, radio drama, right, in, in the whole like sui- people committing suicide and all that shit, that was, that was kind of studio hype to make it seem more scary than it was. Yeah. But it still freaked people out. Like uh, when people would go see the first original Frankenstein, people that was real. People were fainting in the movie theater. I mean, look at how much more. Uh, look at how how much do you think it would take to make someone pass out from fear in a movie theater today? Uh, well, I mean, we've had what six Saw movies, so okay, so none. <laughs> I mean, it, w- <laughs> I don't know uh, actual. Like, actual murder, I think, is about the line at this point. Right. And, I mean, that has happened, so that's not even... Right. Not even... Shouldn't even be brought up, but... Right. I mean, yeah, it's... There is no point... Yeah, where were we? 
<laughs> so, well, I have him watching dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Like not the mama. Yes, dinosaurs? not the mama dinosaurs, because <laughs> it's on Hulu. Is it really? Yes. Trying to get him to watch wholesome family entertainment from right. the nineties. I get it. Better mm. than the the tripe that's on TV now, man. Uh it is. It is pure. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, my opinion on what it would take for that i don't even know like like i said i mean i feel like it would practically take a murder to happen in front of you and even then what i don't know what kind of reaction it would right even invoke i mean you would feigning is feigning even a thing at this point like you're just so immune to stuff where you're like huh yeah that happened right and you just go about your day i don't i that's the thing, I guess. Right. I mean, well, it's like there would have to be very select, specific niche groups of people that you would have to drag to a movie theater for them to even be in that kind of state of mind. Like, you know, again, back when the first Frankenstein movie came out, no one no one knew that shit. I mean, there were people when the, fir- the first, what was that? You see at the beginning of Tombstone when it shows the cowboy pointing the gun at this camera and pulling yeah. the trigger. Yeah. Or the the train coming at the directly at the camera. People got scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh you you, you don't have that anymore. Like it I would mean, have to be well like it would have to be like my ninety year old grandmother who who has not seen a movie since nineteen twenty five. Well, I mean even you know what I mean? Or not all right, even even go life. back to what, like nineteen eighty like 3D when 3D started coming out. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, it was around before the 80s, but you know, 80s movies when they started with the 3D and like the slasher films and stuff. Right. So you know that would be. I feel like that was probably going to be one of the last times where you're like, where you would get that. Right. And then yeah, because the yeah the mid to late 2000s we had. We had just gore for the sake of gore, torture porn, like. Right. I mean, you know. Which was not my bag. I did. I no, did, I, I can't I d- watch that shit. Yeah, I mean, I like I watched Saw, and then I th- whatever the I don't even remember what one it was. The last Saw I watched was where they open in like the classroom, and the guy's like gets torn in half by the chains. I think that's three. Yeah. Well, that's as far as I got. Right. That's as far like as I got to. I'm like, okay, I don't gore for the sake of gore is not a movie to me, so right. And that was the last song, I wa- and I, you know what, I don't care because it was just like, nah, I don't need to watch well, this. Well, you know, I was discussing with Molly the other day. This is those movies, like the first Saw, was a thriller more so than it even was a horror movie because the only Absolutely, things the only yeah. things you actually saw were like the the flashbacks to previous victims and then the kind of the anticipation of what you knew was inevitably going to happen they yeah. didn't show the lockjaw thing open they didn't show you know i mean they, they you know they showed the guy trying to climb through the barbed wire to escape the gas filled room but yeah the only thing you actually saw was Carrie Elways looking gruesome as hell cutting off his foot 
you with know, the dull hands <laughs> Right. Everything else was kind of like, okay, this is just your your typical like, okay, this is a jump scare. Oh, this is thing. What really blew everyone's mind was Jigsaw standing up at the end of the thing, watching the guy who's inevitably going to sit there and die from bleeding dehydra- out. Oh, he well he, he yeah he th- he followed him, but the guy who lost the key. Remember yeah. that? The guy who's yeah, going to sit yeah. there and starve to death and dehydrate and <laughs> he's just going to be left in the dark. How awful would that, you know? He had his chance and he blew it. But the fact is the dude was in there the whole time listening to that conversation because he wanted to be part of how that dude figured it out. You know what I mean? Or figured out or worked up the gumption to do what he did. Yeah. Like Number two was just kind of like, oh, I want to be an apprentice to Jigsaw. And then that was it. You yeah, know. and then I lost interest. Yeah, I did too. And you know, I don't know. I'd like yeah, like it was you know, I don't need to watch that. I have better movies I can waste my time on. I right. guess. Give I'll me w- a give me a bad monster movie any day. Right. I think those kind of movies appeal to more of like the uh, leftover Hellraiser crowd. You know, I mean, like. Yeah. I I I. Hellraiser was one of those movies that kind of came out and was a little bit too macabre for my tastes when they were popular. I could watch them now and just go, <laughs> look at how funny that was. Look at yeah. those two cops getting twisted into one man with a weird old pole thing. you know. But like, other than that, I think that's what those movies were targeted. I think that was the niche audience that they were trying to captivate, and it just became bigger than they thought it would, and that's why they started throwing out a new movie every fucking year. Yeah. You had that. You had, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it was just, and it just got out of control. You you know, led to Human Centipede and all that shit. <laughs> right. Garbage movies like that. Those aren't even B movies. Those are yeah. like... Just things yeah. we wish were never made. The things we really wish were never made. Stuff where you're just like, why? Like, what would possess someone to make this? What would possess a little like person to wake up one morning and say, hey, listen, I got this brilliant idea. We're going to take a whole bunch of people. We're going to shove their heads into other people's acids. And we're going to make them watch them crawl around. And it's going to be this mad scientist guy that does this. Like, who's like, I'll throw money in on that. <laughs> You know what I mean? I want to see that happen. Right. <laughs> this is a this is a movie, right? And, and it's how long? Right. It's a feature length movie. It's not just a short film. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, sign me up, please. <laughs> right. No. Like, for some reason, it it remind I, I'm reminded of it's off topic but on topic. You uh, that Family Guy episode where Brian goes to Hollywood and he's directing porn. And it's Samuel Jackson and Jenna Jameson, and he's like, "Now, Jenna, you have to realize, you, <laughs> you kind of wonder why are you in this particular situation?" And Sam, uh, e- easy with the motherfucker or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, but like, how do you get from one thing to a, to the next in the Human Centipede without like it would not surprise me if the director of that movie, I'm gonna say it, ends up killing himself. <laughs> Because he's he's done. He's uh, done. He's yeah, never making like another. Movie. What do you? Where do you go from there? Right. You like that's that's Serving the job you're not putting on your resume. S- serving burgers at the In and Out. That would probably be that's that would probably be the only thing you got going for you. 
<coughs> that's presuming it was even filmed in California. Uh, I mean, that's uh, I don't think it matters where it was filmed. Uh, the guy's probably I don't I I got nothing. I don't know. He's he's sitting somewhere in a basement. <laughs> I yeah. He's probably hooked on meth. I'm just gonna say he's probably hooked on mm. meth. That's possible too. <laughs> Yeah, it is, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of sad. Did yeah. you hear me chewing my gum, by the way? No, oh, I'm great. not hearing that, Fantastic. so you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we've discussed this before, but for the audience's sake, top five favorite movies. Uh, number one is Tombstone. And then the other four are very interchangeable, I would say. Um, I'm going to throw Major League up there because that movie is the reason I'm a Cleveland Indians fan. That's fair enough. Uh, Let's see. Hmm. Say Clerks is in that. For sure. What is it, 37 dicks? 37. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I feel like Endgame could be in the top five. Yeah. Just because I feel like that movie was nearly a perfect movie. Yep. Again, the last time we discussed this was before any of us saw it. So yeah. that's yeah, it was. Um, I'd throw Jaws in there. Okay. What is that? Four. Um, I'm gonna go, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't think I've <laughs> I love that movie. I can't help it. I don't know why. It is uh I try to watch it every year around Halloween. It's so stupid, but I love it. I just I something about that movie it's just I enjoy it thoroughly. Well <laughs> Okay. Let's see. (laughs) I would say number one for me, um, uh, Braveheart, despite Mel Gibson's reputation in Hollywood these days. He's made a few good movies, Braveheart being one of them. Not exactly historically accurate, but just the way that movie went down is one of my favorites. Um, The Prestige by Christopher Nolan. Fantastic movie. I, um, just to me, it was but it was in that period where he just started did the Dark Knight or the Batman Begins, and then he did Prestige and then the Dark Knight. So it was in his prime or his young prime, I guess, as a director. Um, the 
the Lord of the Rings, I've said this before, all this, the whole trilogy, not The Hobbit, but the, the Lord of the Rings can count as one movie because it's a, it's a thing. I would do that. If not, Two Towers. Um, I would also have to throw Endgame into the ring as far as an almost perfect movie in that regard in my top five. And to round it out with... The Hunt for Red October. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid, no less. I don't know why I could tell you it was one of my favorite movies as a kid, but it was. Yeah, I, you know, one of mine would be Passenger 57. The Wesley's Knives movie? Absolutely. Get out of here. I swear, I would watch, I had the VHS cassette, and I would watch that movie. I probably owned three of them because I wore them out. <laughs> like that's how often I watch that movie. It was on a continuous loop, all the time. Play, I loved rewind, it. Play, I would rewind. Watch, I would watch Passenger Fifty Seven and Tombstone over and over. Like I could, I could pretty much repeat those movies word for word. Wow, that is uh, you got me beat in the Wesley Snipes category. A lot of people say Wesley Snipes' best movie is Demolition Man. Ah, uh, no. I would disagree with that. You would strongly disagree. I Passenger 57 begs to differ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's his best movie. I would I would probably say Blade is up there for one of his best movies. Yeah. Um, but I also liked him in White Man Can't Jump. Yes. That was a good one. But uh, uh, He did a movie, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago called Gallo Walkers. It's like a Western. Yes, I've seen also it. I've a never decent watched movie. it. Really? Oh, it's actually, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's, you know, it's a low budget, uh, you know, but it's not, it's not a horrible movie. It takes nothing. I mean, I don't think it could tarnish his reputation at this point anyways. So, <laughs> uh, hey, I, I enjoyed it. Right. But I also enjoyed the movie Wolf Pop, so. That is it. Oh, man. What was the... Uh, wasn't he in a U.S. Marshals movie? Wasn't it U.S. Marshals? Yeah, yeah he, he was, was, he was the main guy. He was it the was like the unofficial the sequel guy. to The Fugitive. Yes, right? yes it was. Jones and yep. Oh, our boy Robert Downey was in that too, right? He yes, was he was. framed him up. Yep. Right. See? It all comes back to Iron Man. Yep. Robert Downey's everywhere. He is. He's been in, like, he's had great movies, too. Like, he had that whole, like, just blackout drunk phase of his life where he did nothing. And then he had Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right, which I still haven't seen, based, and I need to, based off of your explanation. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a movie worth watching. And I'm pretty sure that movie is why he became Iron Man to begin with. Really? Yes. Like, I, d I think that is why he got the role for Iron Man. Because I know when they cast, they wanted to actually go younger and less established actor. But, you know, at that point, he wasn't really doing anything. He right. was pretty much coming off of a low, trying to get a career again. Right. And I think that movie is what sold him on Robert Downey Jr. Right. And it's it's definitely worth watching. All right, I'm going to have to watch that again. I'll, I'll watch it. There's a... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, when you when you go when you take a, like a thirteen year or a ten year hiatus, your uh, your dollar value probably drops significantly. I'm sure. I mean, no offense, but what was it? Paramount made the first Iron Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, they probably put most of their mu- their budget into the special effects of the suit and the and the putting the suit on the actor. Because, I mean, at that point, it was still kind of hard to do all that kind of stuff. Now they can just, since they got the file saved, they can just be like, bloop, 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 update Iron Man. <laughs> but I would imagine it was probably, you know, he saw a couple million out of that. But yeah, the fame that he got out of it was worth more than the money that he got out of it. Oh, I'm sure. So. You know, it's funny Funny is I can, I can also link that because it was directed by John Favreau, who was in another movie I enjoyed as a kid, PCU. I don't think I've seen PCU. It's like a college movie. He's like a drunk college guy. I can't. Was it Jeremy Piven? I think is like the star. It's early nineties. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, like, it's, they run, like, a scam in college, like, sell test papers and shit, like, okay. just try and, it's, it's just like a college shenanigans movie. Right. And that was, like, the first time I've, I seen John Favreau in anything. It just, uh, you know, I don't know, it just brings back fond memories of childhood, I guess. Right. Yeah, the first movie I ever saw John Favreau in was Swingers, and that was his directorial debut, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. And that was the Vince Vaughn yep. thing that kicked off his career. That back when he was super fucking thin, no one could... <laughs> it was like Benicio Del Toro watching License to Kill. You ever seen License to Kill, the James Bond movie with Timothy Dalton? Yeah. yeah. Benicio Del Toro was the, like the sidekick to the, the main henchman. He was the right-hand man to the main henchman. He was thin as fuck. <laughs> and the next time I saw him was in Usual Suspects. And he was still he was still thin in that, yeah. But you know he had aged a little bit. But the next time I saw him, he was Doctor Gonzo in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And since then, he's been somewhere in the middle every time. Yeah, he's always he's one of those guys. Like he had a short run where he was like a lead man, but he's always like this guy would be perfect right here. Right. Like we're gonna put you. You're like number two. Right. Number. Th- Right. You're not the lead guy, but you're like number three. Yeah. Hey, that's good enough. Right. Some people are just predestined to be that way. Like there's, there's, you know, you take someone of my uh, physical disposition. N- I'm never gonna be main main lead. <laughs> if I were to be an actor, I would be sidekick number three. He's got about five sentences of dialogue, but kicks something into gear that propels the story. <laughs> like I heard Tony J's got. <laughs> got a poker game, I mean, a, a high stakes illegal poker game down at uh, <laughs> what was it? What was it? A rounders? What was that? Um, what was John Malkovich's name in rounders? Oh, KGB yeah. at KGB's at KGB's place. I'll tell you, it's Tuesday afternoon around six thirty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why not? Right, but some people get that middle of the road shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but 
Even the weird looking guys get a break, you know. Look at Where? Clint Howard. Clint Howard? Ron Howard's brother. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, that he's <laughs> he was just one of the weird fans in, in major league. And then he's just a random guy. He like him and wasn't it him and Randy Quaid? Uh, Randy Quaid's in Major League Two. Is it I think yeah, I can't think if it's Clint <coughs> Howard or not. Uh, I mean Clint Howard had a great horror movie in the I don't know, was it late 80s, early 90s? It was in the 90s, I think, called The Ice Cream Man. Uh, there's a point where he kills someone with a waffle iron. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so cheesy, but it's such a, it's like just cheesy horror movie greatness. <laughs> um, And I feel like, I, I don't know, I watch Preacher on AMC. Right. I feel like they really missed out. Like, he should have been cast in Preacher as Otis, because, yeah, they just, they just missed it. Who's Otis? Why don't I know, why don't I know Otis? Am I, am I just blanking here? Maybe. I might have the wrong name, I don't know. I can't, uh, see, now it, because it hasn't been on in over a year, so I'm trying to think. It's the the redneck guy, not Jody. I want to say it's Otis, but I maybe it isn't Otis. Jody and because Jody's the muscle, and then who's the other one? I could look it up. I have my phone, but right. I mean, we're not adverse to doing this. What's funny is, is I was looking through some text messages earlier and i had i actually sent a picture to my one friend who got me into preacher i was like i feel like that and i was actually that's what i was thinking about because it was this very actual conversation where i was like yeah they really missed the mark on this one tc not otis tc i don't know where otis came from i'm thinking something else picture Okay. <laughs> like that's the actor that plays him, right? And then that's the comic book, and then that's Clint Howard. I would say Clint Howard would be a better fit. Clint Howard sure. looks almost identical to the comic book. It is scary. Well, that poor guy. I say poor only because not only is he overshadowed by his brother. Who played Opie, obviously, as many people know who would be listening to this podcast. But. Opie? Opie? From Sons? He not wasn't Opie on Sons. Not Opie, not Opie, not Opie. Opie. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. The thing about it is, is like, I remember his first. There's an episode of Star Trek, the original Star Trek, where he plays like a child leader of some kind of space race and Clint Howard is like they got him his head shaved he's looking all weird buck toothed as usual and you can look it up it's a weird fucking picture oh yeah he's a he's a weird looking guy from childhood he's been cursed since that time but he has still made a career of it right kudos to Clint Howard absolutely well done sir
from Pitcher's slain ex-queen who made love to her on the night of the murder. Fun fact about that. What? Oh, nothing. I was just reading highlights on my phone real quick. <laughs> I actually, I, I kind of know what you're talking about because it was a Yahoo story in my email about he was supposed to testify against a serial killer or possible serial killer for some lady who was supposed to got killed the night they were supposed to have a date. Oh, wow. That's that's what the headline said, and that's as far as I looked into it. As <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't care about this. Right. Well, on the flip side of that, have you seen the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Does that not look sweet? <laughs> I mean, I was I could not see a trailer, and I was going to see it because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Right. Um. Yeah, it does. It looks really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. It's so weird to see uh, uh, just the whole idea that they're going to do the Manson murders. Or, the, the, or, or it's going to be like... Yes and no, where it's like, yeah, this is what was happening at the same time. Right. I mean, I like how Brad Pitt's just like the stunt double. <laughs> like, right. And apparently he's, you know... Why not? Because it's Brad Pitt. Right. I mean, but hey, they got him in Deadpool to be... The right. Invisible Man. Right. Dude, that was probably one of the best, weirdest, short-lived cameos in the history of all cinema. Like, who has cameos that quick? I mean, of that people of that well-known, yeah. like, how much did they pay him? Forty bucks? <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> four thousand, four million. How much did he get for that? You wanna hey, you wanna show up for a day? And really, we don't even need you. We just need you to say like mumble a couple lines. And then we're gonna have you get electrocuted in some power lines and show your face. And everyone's gonna be like, "Wait, what was that? Was that just that was that was Brad Pitt? <laughs> and that was a thing, and it was amazing." I'm so glad he got pushed with that. He pushed that project. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? I'm not glad he was in. Green Lantern. Yeah, I could live with Green Lantern because that was before everything, and right. you know, it, it is what it is. We got what we got, so you can't really complain about that happening. I was I was talking more about Pokemon, the Pikachu Detective Pikachu movie. Oh yeah. I guess. Not a Pokemon guy. I right. think I was, you know, when it was big, I was too old for it. And then I worked at a daycare and had to deal with that shit. And uh, just drove me insane. Right. And the fact that it's still around all these years later is more of an, a nuisance to myself than <laughs> than anything else. I could care less, really. But the fact that he's doing the voice of Pikachu is just like, really? Come on. <laughs> You were Deadpool, and now you're Pikachu? I don't want to see that. Right. Well, you know, I think that's the, uh, you know, he's uh, he doesn't want to consign himself to one particular role or one particular style thing alone. Uh, but, yeah, I had no I had no desire to see that movie because I did not watch. I did not watch the show, the TV, the cartoon. I did not yeah. play the game. You know. Yep. And it's weird, too, because I don't have anything against people who like it. It's just not for me. It's Yeah, it's just like, in all honesty, I, 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 I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. 
Yeah. Like, I, yep. I understand completely. Yeah. See, we're at we're at about an hour and a half, so I don't know. I'm sure we could keep going, but <laughs> it's we're running out of steam. Right. We're getting warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, till the next time. Till the next time. All right. This Easy. has been Pop Culture Hootenanny. Yeah, I'm Dan. And I'm Justin. Good night. Good night. <laughs>